It's the economy, stupid. And that's what me and Tim Pichotti, the Liberty Advisor, will be discussing in this video. And people need to be reminded, the stock market is not the economy. And Tim, if you could pull up the first image here, because this image right now, a screenshot from CNBC's quote reporting, really exemplifies the crazy time and period that we are in. The world has changed forever, and we are seeing a new economic model emerge with, of course, a lot of painful transitions. Because if you look at unstable economic times, that usually translates into unstable political and social times as well. Because, you know, there's a crazy idea out there that you can't really grow stuff just from debt. You can't just have a credit system that is trillions of dollars in the hole. And and whenever there's a hiccup in the economy, whenever there's a problem in the economy, you bail out hedge fund billionaires. And now even other hedge fund billionaires are coming out like the CEO of Social Capital. I'm going to butcher his name. Shamat Palipalapitara. Sorry. Part, part of, you, never, you never say sorry to me. We say sorry to him. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm, I, I have a hard time pronouncing names, but but he came out as a billionaire himself, as a hedge fund guy himself. And he's like, uh, no, <laughs> we don't deserve bailouts right now. Let them fail. Because again, Tim, he brings up a, a very great idea that, that that has shocked CNBC. CNBC was interviewing him and they're like, oh, what? What? The, the, the big billionaire hedge fund guys are going to go out of business? No, but there's a crisis. We need to intervene. We need to give them all of our money. We need to be indebted to these billionaires so they could have their bonuses and their luxury yachts and their mansions because these billionaires and hedge funds are the key to our broken fake account. What I mean, th let's play a little clip of that because I think the beginning how, how of that, that is that hilarious. How does that make sense Tim, in the broader to, scheme of, of the economy? Because it's not because when you look at what it means, this is why I'm saying like this is a lie that's been purported by Wall Street. When a company fails, it does not fire their employees. It goes through a packaged bankruptcy, right? If anything, what happens is the people who have the pension... Let's not play too much of it. Right, 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 yeah. right. Make sure we don't get a copyright strike and all that. Just a little bit's fine, just to get an emphasis. But I love that beginning where he's like, what, the, the, the airline industry? He didn't mention how the airline industry buys back their own stocks and has been engineering this whole system to benefit themselves while screwing over everyone else. He's like, what, the airline system doesn't deserve a bailout? And I love I love this guy's response. He's like, nope. <laughs> I love it. Tim, take it from here. What, what, I mean, uh, essentially, also, explain to the common person, what's a hedge fund? Yeah, and so uh, I, you know, I think I may have started at the a little bit the wrong points. So let me just get like another like five seconds of this played out here. Companies are are you are you arguing to let airlines, for example, fail? Yes. Yeah. So I mean, I actually you know love that, and it's not because you know I love to see an airline fail. It's because there is such you know a disconnect between what is actually going what actually goes on in the real world and what uh, they purport how things are going to go on. So you know when a company goes through bankruptcy, it doesn't just automatically fire everybody. Uh, what ends up I mean a lot of these workers are getting laid off anyways, and so what ends up happening is you know the uh, you know, stock price has to go way down. The bonds end up becoming basically worthless. And so if you're lending money to somebody that's broke, uh, it should be the people who are, were getting greedy and lending the money out to begin with are the ones who should be taking a haircut. And so the people that should be taking the haircut are these big hedge funds, uh, who are making all these loans to begin with. And now they are essentially the ones getting bailed out. So if the hedge fund guys lose, end up losing their money, someone else is going to come in and acquire the assets of those companies. It's not like there's going to be no planes flying and they try to, you know, prop, 
you know, basically just exploit, you know, people's vulnerabilities, exploit their emotions to, you know, basically not let a good crisis go to waste. And so they're, they're able to make the profits on the way up and then also be insulated from, you know, receiving any of the, uh, you know, aftermath of their decisions on the way down. But it is great to see this guy, you know, actually come out and say all this, all these different things. So, you know, as we go to the screen over here on Main Street today, people are getting wiped out. Right now, it's rich CEOs are not. Boards that have horrible governance are not. People are, uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. People, we've, what we've done is disproportionately prop up poor performing CEOs and boards. And you have to wash these people out. Just to be clear who, who we are talking about. We're talking about a hedge fund that serves a bunch of billionaire family office. Who cares? They don't get the summer in the Hamptons, he said. These are people that purport to be the most sophisticated investors in the world. And that's a great point. These people are supposedly the most sophisticated investors in the world. And so what a hedge fund does, so the word hedge, so you, sometimes you may have heard people say they're going to hedge their bets. So let's say if you're a, a DC lobbyist, what you might do is it, may, it might mean you might give a little money to the uh, Republicans, might give a little money to the Democrats. And then that way, you know, no, no matter who wins, you're the puppet master that gets to control both sides. Now in investing, it might be, hey, well, if if, if you're, a, let's say an airline, for instance, they might hedge their bets and they might buy oil ahead of time for, and lock in a certain price. And that way, if oil ends up skyrocketing, which you know now doesn't seem likely right in the second, but if oil were to skyrocket, then it's a way that they could lock in to at least be able to you know hedge what their maximum risk exposure. It's a very difficult concept. Now, myself, I mean, I, I personally did hedging uh, when it came to the stock market. And what we did is we bought uh, put options on the S&P 500, but it wasn't a lot, but what we were doing was we were hedging our downside. We were we wanted to know exactly how much risk we could actually uh, take on, and we also wanted to have a defined max drawdown. Now, uh, what, now hedge fund and what hedging means are kind of two different things because a lot of hedge funds don't actually hedge. They just it's just sort of a fancy word meaning that they're basically allowed to do whatever they want. So these hedge funds will typically charge two percent management fee. And 20% of all the profits. And so, I mean, it is pretty pricey to be able to get into it. But you, you're talking about guys who, you know, on average, you know, are, you know, multi, multi, multi millionaires, you know, probably $10 million and up, you know, for a lot of these hedge funds. And they are the ones who are going to be, you know, the recipients of a lot of this, uh, a lot of these bailout funds. And it's just, it's absolutely, you know, uh, it's really, it's just, you know, just staggering, you know, Luke, that, you know, it's time and time again that these same people, uh, you know, who created the crisis are the ones who end up getting bailed out from it. Meanwhile, there's jackboot law enforcement officers making sure, you know, fresh markets and people in nature, you know, that's the big problem. But we're told, yeah, you could go to Walmart, go to Walmart. No problem. Let's pull up the, the tweet that I just posted uh, a couple uh, moments ago, because, again, it's absolutely insane to see police officers literally, literally go after people by themselves in nature. That's oh, I, I thought you were talking about the one where it was uh, Walmart uh, in Wuhan, but okay, let me, let me pull you know, up the No, no, that's one. the one I'm pointing to. That's oh, okay, the one because okay. officers here are like, yeah, you could go to Walmart. Go to Walmart. Go purchase there. Local mom and pop shops, you being in nature. No, 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 no. We're going to send the jackboot thugs with guns to enforce those laws, making sure you're not dangerously organizing there. But go to Walmart, a multinational corporation that is going to, of course, screw you over at the end of the day, which brings me to this latest article that came out that Walmart is investing $425 million to expand their presence in Wuhan. $425 million investment in China. Starbucks is also making similar moves, making, of course, $130 million investment in a new China roastery, allegedly. But but again, as we're, as we're seeing here, a lot of this 
has been exacerbated by government actions. Yeah, that'd be a, that's Chinese a, a, government actions. That's huh? a, that, that's less money than what Mike Bloomberg paid to get roasted. So he spent about half a half a billion dollars to get roasted. They're only spending 130 million. So. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but bad, bad dad joke. Here, sorry. Yeah. A lot of, uh, that's fine. That's fine. But what we're seeing here is, is essentially, you know, middle America, the average person being screwed, told to, to support these multinational corporations. And what do you think a multinational corporation is going to do? You think Walmart, you think Starbucks, you think all these other businesses and, and, and entities out there that are being promoted by the system actually care about you? They don't. At the end of the day, we have to realize what's happening all around us and we have to vote with our money wisely because every time you spend a dollar, you are investing, you are propping up, you are supporting an idea behind the product that you purchase. So just wanted to reiterate that as way as just another way that uh, this kind of Shamet Palipatitea is kind of bringing off to the larger kind of injustices that are happening right now. And, and, you know, you know, I, I command this person because he's a billionaire hedge fund guy, CEO, and he's saying, Hey, stop bailing me out. Stop giving me money. There's other people who need it more. There's other people who need help. Now the government shouldn't be giving away free money because one, it's not free. It's used by other officers pointing a gun and using force to take from someone else and to give it to you. And also in some part by just printing it and pressing a magic button now that exists, which transforms our economy into a very strange one, which is, and if we put everything together, the billionaires hedge funds being bailed out, only the multinational corporations being uh, able to sustain themselves, small mom and pop businesses being taken out of businesses. We're headed towards a new economic system when we're looking at all of this. That's extremely troubling because this is a transition from just even the basic ideas that we had about the economy just a few weeks ago. So what do you make of this kind of transition that's happening uh, right now? And, and how do you see it kind of unfolding from here? Well, first off, I mean, you set me up perfectly here on two different articles I wanted to talk about. So we were talking about uh, hedge funds, guys. We're going to be talking about Ray Dalio in a little bit. And also, you just mentioned how things are really changing forever. And we see a Zero Hedge article, the day the Fed nationalized the bond market, the complete summary of everything the Fed did uh, today. Now, that was yesterday. And I do, I would point you guys to the video we did on junk bonds yesterday. It performed very poorly, uh, but it was a very important video on what was going on and how the Fed's buying everything. So this is a quick recap, but there's $2.3 trillion in loans and purchases to support it as a billionaire's uh, economy, but it crossed off billionaires because support the economy. And so these programs uh, entail a Main Street lending program, Paycheck Protection Program, New Municipal Liquidity Facility, and Expansion of Existing Primary and Secondary Corporate Bonds. And what is actually going on is that the uh, the Treasury is giving $454 billion at Congress. I mean, it's a giving, you know, stealing from us. Congress appropriated the backstop Fed facilities this morning's announcement. And so what they're doing is they're taking that $450 billion and they're leveraging it up eight times to then be able to get uh, $4 trillion. And so it's very, uh, you know, something that John Stice and I are going to have to cover this later on because, you know, a lot to kind of dig into there. Now we've got uh, Ray Dalio. He runs the largest hedge fund in the world, predicts a coronavirus depression. This is bigger than what happened in 2008. And again, largest hedge fund manager in the world right here, Ray Dalio. Many economists are predicting that the ongoing economic disruptions and business shutdowns caused by the coronavirus pandemic will result in a global recession. But billionaire investor Ray Dalio is going one step further by predicting a depression. 
Delio, who runs the world's largest hedge fund, Bridgewater Associates, sees the coming economic downturn as resembling the effects of the Great Depression, which lasted from 1929 to 1933 and is regarded as the worst economic crisis in American history. The Great Depression saw unemployment peak a hit a peak of nearly 25%, while GDP declined by nearly 30%. Do I think we're in for that? Yes, Delio said when asked about the prospect of modern depression in a video interview on Wednesday with Ted Connect's program. So I guess, you know, Ted connects i guess can do other things than uh you know just promoting you know bill gates you know digital vaccine uh gulag system that he wants to get every, everybody in so i you know good good for ted that they're not just you know focusing on that uh but i think that you could look at this like a tsunami and he's talking about the economy that hits the virus itself and the social distancing and then what are the consequences in terms of the wreckage from that delio said in the interview he sees the wreckage as the long-term effects on businesses balance sheets and individuals incomes that are taking tremendous hits in cases where workers have been laid off. We still don't know what exactly the long-term effects of this coronavirus will be. And then it goes on to say that, you know, unemployment could hit 15% by the summer. GDP could go down by 34%. And, uh, you know, he sees corporate losses climbing to $4 trillion. A lot of people are going to be broke. And uh, estimated global losses could be anywhere from 12 to $20 trillion. And, uh, and, and then that's like in a global economy that's only, I don't say only, but worth uh, $85 trillion. And lastly here, this is bigger than what happened in 2008, Dalio said. Uh, the Great Recession that followed in which the U.S. GDP fell 4.3% and the unemployment rate climbed to 10. So, I mean, it's not just, you know, guys like us, you know, like, like Luke and I saying this. This is, you know, Ray Dalio, you know, coming out here and saying this. And Ray, you know, he has done, you know, a very, you know, pretty decent job. Uh, actually, didn't do as good a job as I did this year, you know, managing money or the year before that. But, you know. Well, uh, we've, been, we've been talking about this. We've been saying this was happening ever since we began the show. You go all the way back from the beginning of when we started doing this show and we were looking at the, the, the tea leaves. We were looking at the writing on the walls and we were seeing, oh, crap, this is effed in the, you know what? A family friendly show. No, no, uh, no bad so words here. Uh, and, and again, we were like, yeah, uh, Great Depression. Yeah, this is, look, this looks really, really, really bad. So, now we're seeing a lot of the mainline guys saying it too. Uh, and it's like, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you got, I mean, what's, what's ahead? That's, that's the truly, really worst. Yeah. We weren't, part. uh, like planning on, you know, just of that, you know, the day one when we started, like, hey, you know, let's just start on Monday. And it was like four or five yeah, days later. This was supposed to be an economic show. This is supposed to be a show that we we're just like, okay, let's just see the most important news and go over it. And now we're like, yeah, I want to talk about the economy. I've been learning a lot about it, a lot, a lot about BlackRock, Citadel, and just how much of a farce. I always knew it was a farce, but holy cow, after working with you, it's like this whole it's, system's it's, However, like much of a farce you think it is, you got to like multiply that by like a hundred. And, and I'm even talking to our audience here who already knows that the system is a farce. Uh, you know, cause it's just, uh, you know, however bad you think it is, it's always worse. And then it's, and then they're even doing things that really, uh, you know, blow me away over here. I mean, I, and I remember, you know, I think it was that Sunday night cause we're going to, you know, we're filming on Monday and I'm like, Hey dude, this is the futures right now are showing an absolute bloodbath. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, the, this is really, really bad. Like the start of something very, very big over here. And uh, I think you weren't fully appreciating it. And then all of a sudden it's like that Monday, boom, down 2000 points. And now when I talk about something being down 2000 points, points it's like well which which one are we talking about uh you know we have seen the market actually not even sure what it's doing right this second i can go uh i don't want to quote from what i saw earlier because you know things are so uh volatile uh yeah up uh, up a little bit right now so we're up uh 285 uh almost you know back to twenty four thousand. but you know I, in my opinion you know we've 
you know, because of the Fed stepping in, buying the junk bond market, that it, that was a temporary boost to the market. There's other much uh, bigger, uh, you know, snowstorms, so to speak, that Ben Bernanke, you know, seemed to think we're in. But there's much bigger ramifications. I would not be, you know, a net buyer over here. However, uh, you know, you, you know, this is not financial advice. So, you know, make sure you have a plan. Make sure you have a plan in case your plan doesn't go to plan. Uh, but more importantly, you know, making sure that, you know, you've got, you know, food, water, shelter, a way to, you know, protect your own income. Because, you know, at the end of the day, if you're able to protect your income, you're able to, you know, have food and shelter, that is the most important thing, you know, staying safe, staying healthy. But anything else you got, you got, Luke, uh, you know, because we, I know we've got another video coming up as well today. Uh, stay smart. Uh, don't believe anything we say. Always do your own homework. Always do your, your own research. Look up radical self-reliance, maybe grow a garden. Definitely recommend that. Did a whole deep dive into the big Orwellian police state on the main channel uh, that I sent a bunch of people down here for. So uh, stay tuned for that. We got a lot more news to cover here on Change the News.